I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast, the show for ambitious women who also happen to be raising kids. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. Each week, I'm going to coach you to do the work that builds an exceptional life. We'll talk all things motherhood, mindset, and emotional well-being, so that you can create a life designed by faith over fear. It's time to break through whatever's holding you back. It's time to extend your self-compassion, refocus your intention, raise your vibe, and alchemize the parts of you that will lead to a deep spiritual transformation. You are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. If you're here to do the inner work and you're ready to expand, I'm here to join you on the journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's do it. I'm Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. Welcome to 2023. I am your master coach, Michelle Grosser, and I'm so grateful you're here today. We are starting the year off talking about abundance, four powerful practices for an abundant life. And I thought this would be a really cool place to start because it's the new year, We're all about new practices and who doesn't want an abundant life. So I was thinking I would share four powerful practices that I think will help you guys all have an abundant 2023. And abundance is not just about money, right? Like what is it? John 10.10, it says we're called to live an abundant life. And I'm hard pressed to believe that's just in our finances, right? So I think how we define abundance is really important and it's really powerful because we want to know that which we're seeking. So for me, abundance is really this energy and this deep trust that no matter what happens, no matter what my circumstances are, I know I'm provided for, right? It's always operating from this place of overflow, of good health, of deep friendships, of this really deep gratitude for all that I have. 
when I think of abundance, I think of my worthiness to receive, right? To just have this flow of work that I really love to do, flow of clients that I really love to work with. And it's just this embodiment that God only wants to bless me, right? He only wants what's best for me and allowing myself to open up that funnel, that funnel that can receive and take in all of the blessings that he has coming for me. I think we all have, before we get into abundance and the powerful practices for abundance, I want to talk about some myths, I guess, that we're all kind of born into that I think keep us stuck in this area of abundance. I remember 15 years ago, Jeff and I got married in Chicago. A week later, we packed everything we owned, which wasn't much, that fit into a small U-Haul. And my dad flew out to Milwaukee where we were living and helped us drive down to Miami. And we moved into our first apartment. I was a law student. And I just remember the feeling of lack, um, the feeling of scarcity. I remember I had an eviction notice on our, our door of our apartment. I remember I was driving this Volkswagen Jetta, and I remember I couldn't afford the payments for it. Like that thing was almost repossessed. And it took time and it took a lot of intentionality, particularly around my ability to receive and my money mindsets and my abundance mindsets. But man, I've been able to turn it around. And I want to share for you some of the things that really worked for me. So before we get into that, some of the myths I think we're born into that keep us stuck, some of the places I found myself mindset-wise 15 years ago um, that were really keeping me stuck in scarcity. And the first one is exactly that. It's this mindset, this myth that there isn't enough. There's not enough out there and I got to get mine, right? There's not enough sleep. There's not enough money. There's not enough people. There's not enough time. There's not enough clients. There's not enough followers, likes, like whatever it is that there isn't enough. And that is a lie that will always keep you in a stress response. That is a lie that will never allow you to reach the peak of the mountain, right? If you're always, if you're stuck in this myth that there isn't enough, that is a mountain that has no peak. You will never find enough if you're stuck in a mindset that there's not enough. It's a lie. And then I think the second myth is that more is always better. More is always better. And when you're stuck in this myth, I think you're always chasing the next thing, right? One of my mentors, he says, we cannot have what we want, but we can enjoy what we have. And I just love that so much. I'm going to say it again. We cannot have what we want, but we can enjoy what we have. And how true is that, right? Like we can't have what we want because the minute we have it, we want something else. More is better. Like we get our eye on the prize, we accomplish it, we check it off, whatever, and it's on to the next thing. So we can't ever have what we want. It's always what we want. It's always beyond our grasp. It's always just out of reach. We can't have what we want, but we can enjoy what we have. And that's it. We can enjoy what we have. Because our ego will never be satisfied. So it's really just about slowing down and asking ourselves, like, do I have what I need, right? Am I safe? Yes. Do I live with a roof over my head, right? 
Am I able to buy food to put in my refrigerator and nourish myself? Can I care for my children and keep them safe? Am I loved? Right? Are there people in my life that love me unconditionally? Am I controlling what I can actually control? Which is probably fairly little if we really think about it. And if the answer to those things is yes, then what I'm hearing is you have all you need. And then the third myth I think we get stuck in that keeps us in a scarcity mindset, keeps us away from abundance, is this idea that it is what it is. It is what it is. We just phone it in, we check it in, and when we're saying it is what it is, we're in this energy where we're in victim mode, we're in apathy, um, and that really creates a sense of lack. It creates a sense of limitation. Your world gets super small when you live in a place that says it is what it is, and that really breeds a scarcity mindset. So you're scared of it's going to end up like it did last time. You're scared it's not going to work out. You're scared you can't do it. You're scared you're going to fail. You're scared to try. So you just resort to this, it is what it is, and that will keep you in scarcity. All right, so let's get to the good stuff. Here are the powerful practices that I think are going to bring abundance to you not just financially, but in always, right? This holistic abundance in the new year. And the first is notice how abundant your life actually is. Notice and appreciate and recognize abundance. So stop focusing on what you don't have and start taking an inventory of what you actually do have. I say it all the time, but where our focus goes, our energy flows, right? So the more we focus on abundance, the more we focus on what we actually have, the more energy is going to flow to it. So it's just about being intentional, about focusing, shifting our focus on how abundant our lives actually are. Because what we appreciate, appreciates. So we're going to be grateful, right? If gratitude lists are something that works for you, you can do a gratitude list. And here are my thoughts on gratitude lists. Um, I think it's great. However, gratitude is something that needs to be embodied. So you cannot just say, you know, take your whatever, your little gratitude journal and make three bullet points and write kids, husband, job, and then put it aside and go about your day, right? That is not embodying gratitude. The more effective way to do it is to write down kids. And then take a minute and close your eyes and really connect and envision your children. Envision, you know, pull forward some great memories that you have of them. Put on your mind's eye their little faces and how they look at you and their big eyes. And then feel into how grateful you are to be their mom. Feel into how grateful you are to have been called to shepherd them and guide them and help raise them. How grateful you are for their little senses of humor, right? For their little comments that they make and their little quirks. And just let your body feel that feeling. The smile on your face, right? The warm and fuzzies. That is a, that is how you embody gratitude. And then the other thing about gratitude too is I think sometimes, particularly as moms and women, I think that we tend to include in our gratitude practices all of these things that are external to ourselves. And what I mean by that is 
we're grateful for our kids, our house, our job, our whatever. But I would love it if you guys would include some some things on your gratitude list that have nothing to do with anyone else, that have nothing to do with anything else. So for example, I am grateful that I am an empathetic human being. I am grateful that I have a great sense of humor. I am grateful that I am resilient. I'm grateful that I can find joy. Whatever it is, include some of those gratitude moments that really have nothing to do with anyone else. And then number two, the second practice for an abundant life is allow yourself to receive. Just allow yourself to receive. Money particularly, I mean, it's called currency, right? It's a flowing current. And the thing is, is that God works in us and through us. So there's responsibility in receiving. There's responsibility in receiving, in receiving what he has coming for us. No guilt, no shame around it. I mean, how many of you guys listening have felt guilt or shame around your level of success? around any wealth you've acquired, around that constant tug between working and being present in other areas of your life. I think that fear is really an indication that our mindset and our beliefs don't match or don't align with our vision, right? So you really want to notice where scarcity lives and where it shows up in our lives. Like when does that little panicky feeling of scarcity all those myths we talked about, there's not enough, more is better, just resigning, it is what it is. Where does that tend to show up? In your life and in your body. Where does it tend to show up in your life? What tends to trigger it? And then also, what does it actually feel like? And just paying attention to your body, right? Do I feel my heart start to race? Do I feel my body temperature increase? Do I feel my breath become more shallow? Notice where scarcity starts to show up, where it lives in your life and in your body. Because friends, awareness precedes choice. Awareness precedes choice. So until we're aware of our scarcity, our pockets of scarcity in our lives and in our bodies, there's nothing we can do about it. So just notice what comes up for you. And then also I reflect on your money story growing up, right? What was, how was money presented? How was money talked about? Was it something that there was never enough of, that you couldn't get enough of, that you were always short on, that your your family was always chasing, always after? Um, or was it something that came fairly easy? And I think just in that reflection, you can have a lot of insight and awareness that maybe translates to how you relate to money today as an adult. All right. So first, notice abundance. Second, allow yourself to receive money as a current. It's currency, so just allow that current to flow to you and through you. And then third, to actually feel abundant. Feel abundant. And this is kind of similar to what I was talking about with the embodiment of gratitude. Feeling abundant. So be abundant. Do everything from a place of abundance, and you'll have more abundance, right? That's the order. Be, then you do, and then you'll have. So be abundant. Do everything from a place of abundance, and then you'll have more abundance. It'll come back to you. Like attracts like, right? Scripture says that what a man what a man sows, he reaps. 
right? We don't sow, sow we reap, but what we put in is what we get out. It's just, it's just a law of nature, right? We see this everywhere. Um, so really sink into that feeling of abundance right when you wake up in the morning. That's a point where your mind is really um, receptive to new patterning, new thoughts, setting your intention for the day. Wake up with a feeling of abundant of abundance. And if you're not feeling abundant when you wake up, if you're not feeling abundant in your relationships, in your marriage, in your health, in your work, in your finances, in your joy, ask yourself, like, how can I shift my energy? How can I shift my energy? And maybe it's as simple as bringing forward a memory that makes you feel really alive, right? That just ignites you, puts your soul on fire, and it just makes you feel really blessed, really abundant. Maybe it can even bring you to tears or it makes you just want to get out of bed and dance. You can do that every morning before you get out of bed and start your day feeling abundant, abundantly blessed. And then the last one I put here, number four, is abundance really does grow when it's shared. So generosity is key. And this, again, it's not just our finances. Don't think so small, right? Everything. Share compliments. Share your time. Share your presence. You can be generous with your energy. You can be really generous with sharing encouragement, right? Speaking life over people. Share all of that. I'm so fired up for 2023. It is going to be an abundant year. I'm speaking it over all of us. Um, abundant in every single area of our life. We're here to receive all of the blessings. So 2023, we're going to notice abundance, how much abundance, how much we actually have in our lives at this moment. We're going to allow ourselves to receive. We are going to feel abundant. It is a choice. The more we are abundant, then we do things from a place of abundance. We have more abundance. And then finally, our abundance is going to grow when it's shared. So we are going to have our most generous year yet. Amen. Sending you guys so much love, so much abundance this year. It's all around you. Tap into it. Tune your signal. I love you guys. Happy New Year. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.